Spring podcast. I'm Pastor Laura Blevins, inviting you to enjoy this week's message from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. Thank you for coming to the waters for uplifting music, rejuvenation, and inspiration. Thank you for coming to the spring. Good morning. How are you all today? This bright, sunny day, or at least sunny so far, right? It might rain later. So um, my name is Jennifer, and I'm one of the worship leaders here at the spring. Um, we just wanted to thank you for spending part of your morning with us. And um, I would like to direct you to the attendance card that's located in your bulletin. Um, just fill that out. Um, as much information as you're comfortable sharing. And um, it's just one of the best ways that you can get connected here at the spring. So with that being said, welcome and will you stand with us uh, while we worship?
Continue to fill this place with worship. the king. 
God, we pray this morning that you see our hearts and you hear our voices. We worship you not out of obligation, but out of an overflowing passion to see your will done. Help us love people like you do, to see people like you see them, to lift each other up and share all that we have been blessed with. Give us your guidance and direction this week so that we can be your hands and your feet. In Jesus' name, amen. We have some new singers with us today. Didn't they do great? Pretty fantastic. Y'all are awesome. Thank you. Uh, the scripture today comes from the Gospel of Matthew. It's chapter 13. We're going to go verses 1 through 9, and then we're going to um, skip down later and read uh, some more. So if you want to keep your Bibles out or your phones open, that would be, I'd appreciate that. Let's follow this. The same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many parables, saying, many things in parables, saying, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on the rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up and the plants were scorched, they were withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seeds fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, as you have poured out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, Lord, we ask that you bless the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts to be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. So over these next few weeks, we're going to talk about uh, Jesus giving messages from a boat. That's exciting. It's summer. I thought you all would like this sort of change up in things that are happening. Um, so let me explain to you a little bit about what's happening here. So where Jesus was located um, was this lake, and sort of behind him were these huge hills, right, or mountains. I don't think they're quite mountains, but huge hills behind him. So when he got up to speak from the boat to all the people that were on the shore, it was kind of like he was in this auditorium and his voice carried. Okay, so that's part of why um, people were able to hear him. Do you think maybe Jesus knew that that would be right? Probably, right? I'm sure because they didn't have like microphone systems and things like that back then. I'm sure people knew about that kind of acoustic thing, but Jesus certainly knew. So he gets up, he gets on the boat, he gets out there. Does he talk about boats? Does he talk about water? No. He starts telling parables and he starts talking about sowing seeds. So first of all, do we have any farmers here? Any farmers? Good. Oh, wait. Okay, so if I'm wrong, you can go ahead and correct me. That's fine. Um, after the service, quietly to the side where nobody can hear, right? Okay, good. Okay, so, you know, uh, when Jeremy and I first got married, we lived in St. Joseph, Missouri. St. Joseph, anybody? No. Okay. Uh, we were sent there to serve some churches, and we lived in a house on Lover's Lane. Isn't that sweet? That's super sweet. 
And I know you're wondering where I'm going with this, but you're, you're, you'll remember. It's super fun. On the side of the house, um, the previous pastor and his wife loved to garden. They absolutely loved to garden and had all sorts of plants and exotic things. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I don't know anything about gardening. Not one thing, okay? I, you know, kill even plastic plants, right? And so on the side of the house, that ball started growing this plant. And it had these big leaves on it. And I thought for sure that it was a pumpkin vine. Is that what you call it? Pumpkin vine? Right? Am I right? You don't know. You're not farmers. You're not garden. Oh, Rachel says yes. So I was sure of it. And I was so excited because I've never had a pumpkin before grown from my own vine on my house. And so I, I nurtured this little plant. Every time I would walk out to get in my car, I would talk to it because I hear that's a good thing to do with plants. I watered it. I wanted to make sure that it grew and it grew. And I was so excited about it. And then my father-in-law, who knows things about these things, he's actually a plant physiologist. Um, he came to the house and I showed him my pumpkin vine. And you know what he told me? It's a weed. That is not a pumpkin. And I think it's actually called like velvet leaf or something, but it looks like a pumpkin. So how am I supposed to know, right? Well, I want you to remember this as we're talking about this story today of sowing the seeds and being able to tell the difference between uh, the soils and what kind of weed or wheat would come from that. First of all, Jesus starts this section and he talks about parables. And a parable, um, it occurs 12 times in Matthew 13 alone, right? So there's a lot of parables. And a parable is a an explanation of something. It's a story. Um, it comes from the Greek word meaning to throw alongside. So it's, it's a comparison of things, right? That's what a parable means. And so the parable presents this scenario where this peasant farmer, um, and he comes to sow this seed, and he's throwing the seed. But he doesn't explain the fate of the seed but he explains the different types of ground. These scenarios represent um, various responses to Jesus' ministry. He knows it even from the beginning, how people are going to respond to him. Uh, the seed that falls uh, on the path that represents those who hear but do not understand, that's in verse 19. They don't discern Jesus' words or actions. They hear it, but they don't understand and that's verse, let me, I want you to open your Bibles with me. We're going we're to walk through that, actually. So Matthew 13. So verse 19, it says, um, this is the explanation of the parable, right? When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. So when you hear the word of God and you don't understand it, now why wouldn't you understand it? Why wouldn't you understand it? Part of it is maybe you're not trying to understand it. Maybe you don't want to hear it. Maybe um, it just seems like too much trouble to, to begin with, right? 
but those who don't understand it. So then the different types of soil that it falls upon, um, the seed that falls on the rocky ground, right, the shallow ground, it sprouts quickly, but it dies. So think about that. If these, are, if these uh, soils are compared to the followers of Jesus, the first one is those who hear the word but do not understand, okay? The second one is those that um, sprout quickly but die in the withered sun. You all know Christians like that? Maybe they get on fire for God at the beginning, but being a disciple doesn't really, for the long term, they don't know how to do it, right? So this is Jesus explaining specifically the type of hearers that are hearing it. So first you hear it, you don't care, or you don't know, or you don't understand. The second one is you sprout quickly and you die in the withered sun. And I got to tell you, this one is hard because lots of people go through this one. Because we get on fire for God because something happens, something stirs within us, but we don't know how to live our whole life long in um, the, the, the house of God, in the grace of God. We don't know how to be a disciple. That's part of why you have to come to church, right? Because we have to learn from one another. The third one is the seed that is choked by thorns. Now, um, the thorns, it's people who are lured away by wealth, by fame, by their own personal, you know, strive for satisfaction. The thorns are the things that catch us in life. They're our sin. They're the things that keep us from God. So we hear the word, but we're so... Uh, immersed in our own sin that our sins are like thorns that as we're trying to sprout in God's kingdom we get caught by the thorns in our life does that make sense yeah you know it's um, these three scenarios uh, are addressing negative responses to Jesus's preaching all three of these things are negative those who hear but don't understand, um, those who sprout quickly but die and, and um, sort of burn out, um, those that are choked by their own sin, by the thorns, right? And the last one here is the seed and the soil represent those who hear and understand the word. Their hearts, the very center of their being, embrace the good news. Uh, they fight off evil. They fight off the devil. Um, they endure difficulties and persecutions. They are not de defined by worldly cares or wealth. They are a community formed by and committed to God's rule, kingdom of the Lord. They live fruitful lives. And they are signified in Jesus' parable here. They are signified as healthy crops. Right? You know, if we're honest with ourselves... We can probably find evidence of all these kinds of soil in our life over different times. You're not just going to pick one soil, I think, and always be that. I think we go through um, these different times in our life. We go through these times where we hear and we do not understand. We go through these times where we um, are on fire for God and we burn out quickly. We go through these times um, where we're choked by our own sin, by our own things. And then we go through these times where we're following God and we're doing what is right. You don't have to put 
put yourself in just one of these categories, you know, I think, I mean, obviously we want to strive for the last one, but I think we all go through these different kinds of things in our life. And Jesus, who understands this, loves us anyway. Now, some of it um, for us to understand, um, a bit of botany would help us a little bit in this story. Uh, Matthew uses the Greek term uh, zazania. Right, Jeremy? Right? Okay. Um, he agreed, so I'm right. I said it right. Um, it's a modern uh, bot botanical term. Um, it's like a wild rice grass. That's what the kind of seed that he's showing. Um, but what Matthew's referring to is uh, darnel, a noxious weed that closely represents um, wheat. So the difference between darnel and zazania is hard to distinguish, right? These two different types of things that grow. So in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus tries to explain this to us um, in verse, let's see, 36, if you want to go back to Matthew 13. When he left the crowds and went into the house, his disciples approached him saying, explain to us this parable of the weeds. And Jesus says, the one who sows is the good seed is the son of man. Who's that? Jesus, right? The one, uh, the field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. So what's interesting in these uh, parables, when Jesus explains the, the sower who throws the things, and it's the different types of soil, and he explains um, the, the seeds that are thrown, but you can't tell the weed from the wheat, right? That what are we supposed to do as Christians? How are we supposed to take this message that Jesus gives? Because it's really vitally important. How are we supposed to do it? First, I think introspective is important. What are we? Are we the weeds or the wheat, right? What, are, what am I? But what we're not supposed to do is point out what other people are like. Does that make sense? And for some reason, in our society today, we're really, 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 really good at pointing out other people's faults. Can I get an amen for that? really good at this. Did you see them over there doing that? I would never do that. Or just turn on the TV, right? You see it all the time on the news. People that have done things wrong and those who will point them out. Now, is there a way that you know people are supposed to be held accountable? Absolutely. But is it our job as Christians to say who is in and who is out? Is it our job? In fact, uh, Jesus welcomed those who were the most, the worst types of sinners of the time, right? That's what he did. That's who Jesus was. He offered mercy and grace, not just to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Actually, he's talking against them a lot of times. Those were the good church people, right? He's offering mercy and grace and forgiveness and love to every single person. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they don't like it. The church people don't like it. Because they like to think, 
If they do these certain things, they can separate themselves from the rest of the world, and they are better than them. But that is not what the point of these parables are. What Jesus is showing us here is that he's the one who distinguishes, not us. We are not to keep people out because we think they might be weeds. Because it's not our job to distinguish it. Our job is clear here. Our job is to strive after being the wheat and being the good soil. And our job is to help other people be the wheat and be the good soil. Our job is not to sit and judge and tell everyone, some reason our society is like this. Jesus understands this about us. He understands that we're like this. And he wants us to be better. Especially church people. You know that there's a whole wide world out there of people who don't think that they're good enough to come into church. Did you know that? You probably did. I hear it all the time. Oh, the the uh, church would be struck by lightning if I walked through the doors. Have you heard that? Or maybe the roof would fall in. Or nobody wants someone like me there. I'm too much of a sinner. Those are things that people in this community have said to me about why they don't come to church. There's a whole wide world out there of people who desperately need God and who need us not to judge where they are, but to help them towards Christ. So how can we do that? Well, first of all, I would tell you not to make any rash judgments. You are not good at determining weed from wheat. Just like me, not good at determining pumpkin from weed, okay? We are no good as humans. God doesn't give us that gift. That's not a gift for us to determine who's in and who's out. That's not our gift. But the gifts that we can give are love and mercy and forgiveness. And you know, we're coming up on the fall here quickly. School's starting soon, I know, it's exciting. Evan, I see it, the excitement on your mom's face. <laughs> not on your face, but on your mother's. And that's when people start doing new things, right? Right around the fall. So who can you invite to come to church? Who can you invite and say, you know what, we don't judge people here, just come and be with us. Maybe somebody in your family, maybe a neighbor. It's your job, not to, not to judge, but to offer that invitation. And so that's the message that Jesus is sharing with us today. Is that, you know, we all have these different kinds of soil. We're hoping for the good soil. We're hoping that that's where we're from. The only way to cultivate that is through um, being with other Christians and walking in our spiritual disciplines and following Jesus Christ. And we have to do these things, and we have to be willing to welcome everyone. So I invite you to do that today. This message from the boat that Jesus gives, this parable, is vital to who we are as Christians. Will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, Lord, we thank you so much for all that you have given us this day.
Lord, help us to be your people, to realize that our fate is in your hands, God. Help us to share the good news, to share the gospel. In your awesome name we pray.
us pray. Gracious God, Lord, thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace for us. Help us to be the ones who go in the world and welcome others to our church. Help us not to judge. Help us, Lord, to be your people, your disciples. In your loving name we pray. Amen. Enjoying this week's message? Please consider giving to our ministry and helping us continue the work of Jesus Christ by making a contribution. Go to esmethodist.com on your computer or smartphone and click on the Giving and Service tab. Um, Y'all go and have a wonderful day. Thanks for worshiping with us. And uh, we, we appreciate you being here and spending your morning with us. Go forth with God's blessing, with God's grace. Um, go forth and be different than the world. Be Jesus Christ's disciples. Thanks for coming. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast of The Spring. Tune in every Sunday evening for the next rejuvenating podcast of music and messages from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. God bless you and have a great day.